tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, uh, who is a pastor's wife, Mamfundisi, and also the author of the book, uh, Relationships and All That Jazz, Nomonde Mshongo. Nomonde, a very beautiful evening to you. How are you doing? I'm absolutely amazing, Patricia Nindanina. No, we're keeping strong. We're keeping strong. I know you're Durban-based. How have you and your loved ones been surviving? Uh, so far, so good. Um, we've been safe. Uh, we've heeded to the call that said, you know what, everybody just stay indoors and so on. But I do know, Guti, we had it quite lucky, unlike our neighbors and other people. It, it's really quite a shame, but we thank mm. God that we are safe. Mm. Well, we are happy that you're able to join us and uh, and uh, enlighten us as we get into the closet. It's a very juicy question, this one, right? Who has more power? Are we, are we getting into the bedroom to try and, and uh, execute our power and exert our power on our partners? Are we playing a game here? <laughs> it all depends on what we're looking for, actually, Patricia, because, you know, as the world stands at the moment, everything outside there, as you walk out of your, your door, as you walk out of your home, everything out there seeks to take out your power. So you go to work and they try to destabilize you. You know, you have to follow instructions and all of that. You go into your public transport or you drive your car, you follow rules there. So there's really no other way with that we find ourselves actually conquering the world and being in control for both sexes except the bedroom at this point in time. <laughs> all right. So should we be trying to conquer the bedroom? We should not, hey. But um, but as it is, you know, when we go into uh, that private space with our loved ones, there is an element of power, actually. And it's not even a gender-based issue. It is more of just being in that space where you're free to be yourself, being in that space where you feel that you are in control, and being in a space where you're safe, you know, to be yourself and just do whatever it is that comes naturally to you. That alone just kind of builds up that extra self-confidence, um, that self-esteem and that power anyway, even if you're not doing it necessarily to claim back your power, but just the mere um, uh, act of making love or being sexual, it actually gives you back that kind of oomph, that extra energy to go out there and face the world. All right, so you're saying that uh, sex is almost like that uh, one tablet you take uh, to boost your confidence uh, to face oh, the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it has to be good sex, I suppose. It can't just be oh, ordinary run-of-the-mill <laughs> mundane sex. No, no, it has to be the good stuff. And I'm saying what I preach to people is that every single time you have sex, you need to prepare yourself and it needs to be that kind of special. Make every 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 experience a special one. Oh, preach on preach on mam fundisi <laughs> so how do we make every experience a special one so that we can claim back our power in uh, outside yeah. of the bedroom yeah so basically how you do it is that first of all you have to prepare for it i think we spoke about it last week as well you need to just as much as you prepare for everything else that's good in your life 
You prepare before you go to work. You prepare for a good interview. Why can't we prepare when it comes to making love? Because it's not only just a physical issue. It's also a psychological, emotional, and very spiritual um, uh, interaction as well. So before you just, you know, go in there and start rolling in the hay, you need to be mentally ready. You need to be physically ready. We spoke about um, issues of being clean and all of that last week as well with the um, A-listers. And so we have to be very, very prepared so that when we go in there, we bring our A-game into it as well. Mm, Okay. So now you also touched on something here. You say sex is also very spiritual. What, what happens when we are being intimate with many and different partners um, outside of the confines of marriage or commitment? Mm. So, so every time, whether you're married or not, every time you have a sexual experience, and this, interestingly enough, cuts across all belief systems. So it's not just a Christian issue. It's not just um, a or the ancestral belief system. It is across the board. Everybody who's spiritual knows the fact that when two people are, are becoming intimate for whatever reason, there is a sharing of Spirit as well. There's a crossover, a cross-pollination of uh, of spirituality that happens. First of all, it is a bond. We call this soul ties, right? So you're connected to this person. You'll find people that say, yeah, I still remember my very first sexual experience. They can tell you exactly where they were, who it was, how long it lasted, unfortunately, and, <laughs> you know, what was the color of the, of the roof and so on. So they know the intricate details of what transpired. Why? Because it was very spiritual. It was the crossing over of souls. You share your soul with me and I share your soul with you. So it's not just an issue of, um, you know, just keep to one sexual partner and so on. It's also good spiritual help to ensure that you do not have too many multiple partners because it does affect you whether you believe it or not. You catch on to certain spiritual things that maybe you did not plan for before you had the experience. Okay. So when we are engaged in uh, sex, because we're talking about um, regaining your influence or power via the bedroom, when we are now engaging in, in intimacy, with a partner that is ours, we are committed, uh, we are married, or whatever the commitment arrangement may be, do we then gain back some power as we have this spiritual exchange and experience via our bodies? It's it's a little bit of both because I'm very also aware that just because we have um, a letter or a certificate from home affairs that says that we are married, does not mean that we are holier, if I may put it that way. There are married people that are abusive. There are married people that are walking around with spiritual ailments that even if we are in the safe and, um, you know, a kind of cozy environment of being married, but even there, it does not stop one from abusing their sexual influence on another. We all know that at times, especially with issues of GBV, there are men that use sex as a, as a means of control and as a means of ensuring that the woman is always, always submissive or subdued because they, 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 they have sex in a manner that shows you that, you know what, you, you're worthless, you're not important and so on. So even the act itself of being sexual then becomes a means of a, a manipulation and control of the other. 
So it does not necessarily mean that within the confines of marriage, then you'll get back your power and influence. So if we're having bad sex, mm -hmm, is it because our partners are sometimes overbearing or is it because we ourselves come in um, being timid in the sexual experience? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a salad. It's a, it's a mixture of issues. Number one, it could be, we spoke, I think, a couple of weeks back about um, what happens or what one needs to do before they walk into the bedroom. So we spoke about issues of abuse and shouting and not being romantic enough or intimate enough outside the bedroom. And then um, 11 o'clock or so, then you, you tap my shoulder and you say, look, you know, it's time. It's about to go down. It doesn't work like that. You need to prepare the environment. That's one. And then the second one is also when it comes to uh, the type of person that you you are um, engaging in sexual activities with. You know, are they also in it to win it? Do they have the same passion that you have? Because also, you know, guys also complain that um, sometimes it's an issue when you are so into it, you into the game, you bring your A game, you're 150% into what you're doing, but then you've got a partner that is just, you know, thinking about their issues, their loans, their, you know, their clothes that are in the laundry and so on. So you can feel it because you're a spiritual being. You can feel that this person is here with me, but they're not really, you know, they didn't really bring their emotions and everything. And psychologically, they're not really into the game as I am. Mm. And that also brings about issues of bad sex and so on. All right. So who has the, the most uh, uh, influence in the bedroom? Is it men or women? Oh, I'm so scared to answer. <laughs> I don't Come want to on. be told. <laughs> it Come is on. whoever, whoever understands themselves, whoever has um, come to a point of understanding what sex is and whoever is more liberal than the other, then that person has the power and the influence. It can be either male, female or otherwise, but whoever knows and has mastered their bodies as to what they want, how they want it, and you know they have an, an understanding overall about what it is that they are about to do or what it is that they are doing. Okay, so any one of the sexes can have the power. What happens if both parties are mm-hmm. are, are very liberated sexually, are very open sexually? Um, do, do we then end up having a, a sexual power struggle? You can if you allow it to, but also it can be the most beautiful experience that you have ever had in your in your whole life. Because that is what we're aiming for, isn't it? We're aiming for a situation where both of us bring in that energy that we can match each other on. So we don't want a situation where somebody else is just pulling, you know, everybody's weight. They're doing all the physical work. They're the ones that think about, you know, how are we going to do it next time and so on. And then you've just got this person that is just dragging along, you know, and enjoying the ride and so on. So you want a situation where we're not really fighting over this thing, but we're having the best sexual experience that we've ever experienced in okay. our whole life. Okay. Hey, teamers, it's uh, uh, late night conversations. We're in the closet with the author of the book, Relationships and All That Jazz, Nomo and Um, We are asking, do you think men or women 
have the same influence or power in the bedroom. Let's hear about your experiences. Um, perhaps you the more dominant one. Um, and I also want to hear from those in the LGBTQI community. I mean, how do you determine influence there? Because uh, it's, it's clearly different dynamics. So I'm very keen to know. Let us know on our WhatsApp number, which is 0614-104107 or on SMS 41391. You can call in 11 you know, today you should concentrate on crucifixion of Jesus Christ our Lord. But let me get to the point. I have seen countless times, lovely sister. No one can tell me that he's not a sinner on this earth. Let me get to the point. The one who is more powerful than the other even in a polygamous marriage, is the one who is more sexually active than the mm. other. In a polygamous marriage, let me tell you the stark truth, lovely You know that I paddled a matter. I tackled a matter. Among all his wives to their husband, there is the one whom the husband will get attracted to more than he does to others. That's just the way it is. So the one who is more sexually active than the other is the one who is in charge in the bedroom. Lovely people. You know, on this earth, you cannot serve two masters at the same time. Even in a family, the two should be told, but the parents cannot tell the stuck truth that I love this child more than I do others. But there is, even in a family, there is their child whom the parents or your parent loves more than they do others until they start to. There's always a favorite. So in a bedroom, a woman or a man who is more powerful than their sex partner until they start to is the one who is in charge. The one who is powerful in a bedroom. I'm Rawoze. Good evening, lovely people. Tara. Thank you, Khabudzi. Thank you for setting the record straight there. Um, and number one, they come in. What's your take on what Khabudzi has said? I, I love, I love his spirit. <laughs> so, I think, I think we 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 are agreeing on this one to say the one who understands what they are doing more, the one who knows what they are doing, the one who knows exactly what they are going for. That is the person because you can't be so sexually active unless you are enjoying what you're doing, right? Yeah. So he says it's this one that's having more sex or having more uh, sexual experiences within, he, he used the example of a polygamous uh, relationship. So I, mean, I agree because I'm saying which is, you wouldn't be having um, sex so regularly unless you understand what you're doing and unless you are enjoying what you are doing as well. So now my question would be, If we are saying power or influence in the bedroom is based on who is uh, enjoying and is more liberal sexually, religion, tradition, the way we grew up, social norms have Mm. at most times blocked out women from liberating themselves sexually. I mean, if a woman comes to the husband all of a sudden and says, after listening to uh, I'm also going to start, you know, wearing my heels and wearing my <laughs> lingerie and walking into the bedroom with a whip and saying, Baba, I'm ready for you. Lay down. 
and then the husband is going to cock his eyes, stare at her and say, yeah. You know, where did you learn these things? Um, <laughs> who have you been? So, so how do we then, how do we help women? Because society says yeah. you must be a, a little madam, a little princess. You must be an innocent outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. and inside the bedroom. And if you try to be liberated with the same partner um, that mm-hmm. wants to enjoy sex with you, 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 you stand the chance of being judged negatively. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it's so sad, really. And, and I blame us in terms of being um, spiritual leaders and what we teach as well. You see, there, there are some teachings in this earth that are biblical, that are very important, and they give us a way forward as to how do we go about uh, practicing tolerance with each other. Do not kill, do not do this, do not steal. You understand? talks about issues of integrity. But also, there are some things that are not um, specifically highlighted within the Bible, the Quran, and all these spiritual books, and even culturally as well. So those things, I call them spiritual gray areas. That is when you use your um, your, your your discretion. That is when you use the tools that are available to you as a human being. Because remember, as spiritual beings, we are spiritual beings and we are on earth with these bodies. So there are certain things that when we cross over to the other side and we are 100% spiritual, so there are no bodies. Number one, so the issue of food and so on. You can't really tell each other, hey, you know what, don't eat cheese. Cheese is bad for you, you know, and that is a rule that I'm making in this church. So there are some great areas that I'm talking about that are um, that we just have to apply our minds. And this is one of them, the issue of um, how you want to enjoy your sexual experiences. What do you want to do? What really makes you tick and so on? These are the things. And then also you spoke about the example of um, men wanting good girls and so on. Not necessarily so. It all goes back to how we were socialized, as you said, and how we were raised as children. Because what that gives birth to is exactly what we are seeing now, where a man will take a good girl, will take a person that is, I would like to say, pretending to be this good person, this Miss Goody Two-Shoes, a person that you can introduce to your mother. But then what they do is that later on, when they get bored with this experience and living with this person that is not really doing it for them, then they go out and they find a playmate. But my challenge is that, my challenge to men is that the person that you are married to, this woman, this good girl that is in your house, also has the ability, the full ability of being exactly what you go out and look for out there. So your challenge is to bring out the wildcat in your partner, nicely, calmly, through proper communication, but eventually you need to suss out that bad girl within this public good girl because in private, I, I always say, with it, once that door is closed, it's all about what you two want to do and experience. I can hear some man saying right now, ah, it's not my job. There are some slave queens out there who are ready to be frisky. You know, if um, 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 Makumalo does not want to step up to the plate, it's none of my business. <laughs> so Kubek, I mean, she must catch her wake up. <laughs> She's not listening to the late night conversation. Lalela Makumalo is wide awake, but she needs you. She needs to be safe enough to show you that wild side. Every woman, every single woman 
under the face of the earth has a vixen within them. They're just waiting to get permission to be out there. I don't wait for permission. Where Makumalo and your friends just make yourself happy. Now, she's been doing it for over 20 years. She is making herself happy. What, what? No, 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 no. So, um, before I come to this WhatsApp, this, I remember attending a, a, a bridal uh, pre party and uh, mm. all, you know, these um, ladies of the cloth, Abu Mamfundis, the pastor's wives, and, you know, deaconesses and all these titles that you have were all there. And it was just ladies. And they were giving, um, you know, instructions, premarital instructions to this bride to be. Mm. It sounded so. It sounded so dull, you know, what they were telling her. Young lady, whatever your husband wants, whenever he wants, give it to him. You must ask him every morning, you know, are you ready to shoot your bullets, you know, Um, and, and make sure that he's satisfied. There was nothing about... You must be satisfied. Yay. You and your husband must enjoy each other. Lady, That's this is how you must do it. And I was imagining she, if she was probably a virgin, you know, and here she is, she's going to encounter a man for the first time. And all she knows about sex is, I must ask him if his oh, bullets yeah. are ready to shoot, you know. So in other words, <laughs> is he ready to ejaculate? I thought... Yeah. Is this what you are preaching, Womam Song or Pastor's Wife? Why? It's so it's so oppressive, though. We have to be honest. It's very oppressive because it gives the the the, the pious lady the impression that her job is just to deliver service of pleasure oh to the to, to the partner, and then obviously power is taken away from her. And if it's taken away in the bedroom, surely, nang apparently, outside in the big world, it's going to be taken from her. Absolutely. And I love what you said when you said, what about her? You know, has anybody ever considered, yes, you may be a virgin and so on, but we all uh, have fantasies. I mean, that's why we, we play with dolls and so on. So one day, I'm going to have three kids. And, and, and so our imagination runs wild. We, we all have certain things that we, we like and we like them in a certain way. So uh, the, 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 another caveat that should have been added is, what would you like to see? What do you want? Whatever is in your mind, you're free now. You have this husband for life that you can do whatever with, whatever your wildest dreams have been. I always tell people that, you know what, I got married very young, but I remember more grade eight, grade nine, when it was Valentine's Day. And remember, I, I come from a very strict family, so I wasn't allowed to, to date or anything like that. But I will sit there and I will watch other kids getting Valentine's Day presents and so on. I'm like, oh my gosh, one day I'm, I'm going to get somebody that's going to give me gifts and so on, that's going to spoil me, la da da. Am I being unholy? No, it's, it's a nice to have. It's a dream of mine. So even if we are saying a person is pure as hell or pure as heaven, they also have an imagination of things that they would like to see. And you've so rightfully put it to me. If a, if a person is controlled in the bedroom, then everywhere else, it becomes a pattern. You start giving up the power, and I'm not saying people must fight now, right? I'm just saying, if, if, a, if a, a marriage or a union is one-sided, then it's not going to work. Definitely won't. Here's a question from Anonymous via WhatsApp saying, why does it seem like oftentimes men are only uh, the ones who want more sex than women? Mm. 
Oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. Well, oh, okay. So, so basically the first thing is that it's just the way that men are wired, for starters. And number two, when it comes to us as well, it's not that women don't want more sex. That is a, the biggest lie that I've ever heard. It's just a matter of exactly what we've just spoken about. Are we allowed to show our liberal part, you know? Are we allowed to talk openly about sex? Are we allowed to walk into tea parties and say, hey, people of God, you know what? It's been two days. I haven't been getting none. So I'm just in here to show my face. After this, I need to go back home and handle <laughs> my business. Are we allowed to have conversations like that? Because I've, I've, I've got brothers, I've got um, male friends and so on. And these are the conversations that they have all the time. They are very open-minded. They will tell you as it is. This is what they are up to. This is what they're going to be up to when they go back home. But see, now, when we gather around and we have our brides and our tea parties and so on, we hardly talk about these things. And if we do, then we look at like, hey, this woman is promiscuous, man. There's something wrong with her. So as soon as we are allowed to also um, share about, what, you know, what our interests are and share that we are sexual, healthy, sexual, sexually active beings, I think then you'll get a better picture as to which gender is, is uh, you know, like sex more. But uh, under the, the rules that we live under at the moment, I don't think we've got a clear picture or a, 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 a an accurate picture of which gender is more sexually But then, you know, power can be positive and can be negative. Um, mm. And now I'm looking at the negative side of power. There are those who've yeah. got the power to withhold sex and claim mm. tiredness, gikatele, ah. claim headaches, I've got a headache, kanda, claim backaches, just to avoid the partner. Or uh, sometimes uh, negative power and deny their partner and say, no, I'm watching soccer. You know, there's a huge match. Mm. Arsenal is playing. I must watch soccer. Um, just to avoid the bedroom. This is negative yeah. power. How do we deal with this? How we deal with it is that we just get sex out of the picture. If you want to fight, let's fight in every other way. Let's talk about issues. Let's shout at each other if we have to. Let's write letters to each other and show um, our, you know, our discomfort or how angry we are at certain things that our partners did. But when it comes to sexuality, you can't use sex as a weapon. Yes, you can be tired every now and then, which means which maybe we need to have discussions around, hey, maybe you need to help me with the laundry because I'm too tired. After I finish taking care of the kids, doing the laundry, doing the, taking them to school, and, and, and. You know, come 10 o'clock at night, I'm like totally finished. I'm in no mood to wear heels or any other thing except for, you know, a, a political T-shirt and go to bed. So, <laughs> you know, we need to help each other there, but we cannot use sex as a weapon because it can only backfire to us as well. You know, if a man or a woman keeps asking you and asking you and making advances at you and you keep rejecting them and rejecting them, eventually, they, you know, psychologically, they'll build a model that says, look, there's nothing nice that will come out of initiating sex, so I might as well just sit and wait. If it takes three months, five months, whatever it is for them to come back to me, then let it be. And what does that do now? It opens up cracks for whoever, male or female, to go outside and go and satisfy themselves 
before coming to you. But rejection is not a nice thing, guys. For both genders, mm. it is never nice to be mm. rejected. Mm. And I think some some people are not avoiding sex because there's something they're fighting about or ex- exerting negative power. Some people, it's because they don't know how to communicate the sexual challenges they're feeling. So perhaps someone yeah. is, is going through menopause or someone is having um, erectile dysfunction or someone has pain mm. during sex, but they don't know how to articulate it to their partner because they're not communicating about sex um, before the act and and they feel they're letting their partners down, you know. And I think couples need to start talking because there's where the power is. The power is in us yes. talking, influencing each other positively, supporting each other because maybe if there's an issue of erectile function, you, you both can find remedies uh, from medical practitioners and also find other ways while you're on those remedies and medication, find other ways to be intimate and, and, and mm. enjoy each other. No, absolutely. So we, we, we spoke about that as well in saying that we, we start the, the sex conversations outside the bedroom mm. so that by the time we go in there, we're ready for action. So all the communications about who's got a headache, who's tired, and what can we do, um, erectile uh, dysfunctions and all of that, all that needs to take place outside of the, the, the playing field. Because even in a game of soccer, you understand that there will be medical assessments and all these things, psychological assessments that will make sure that come game time, everybody is ready to play. Yeah, so we, we, we should definitely, I support you in saying, we should definitely have those engagements, have honest conversations. Hey, guys, I don't know how, how often I must say this enough. I wish I could stand on a treetop or wherever, on a mountain top and say, it's all about communication. Let's talk about our bodies. Let's, let's you know, discover our bodies. It's, you know what? Because even with issues of um, breast cancer and so on, you know that with some couples, it's the partner that actually picked up something wrong through foreplay. You know, as mm. I'm touching your body, I'm like, babe, you know, there's something here, and I've, I've been noticing it for the, for the past two weeks. There's something here that's not quite normal. Maybe you want to check it out. Vice versa with the men as well. You're like, you know what, there's something, there's a habit that I'm picking up that's not really normal. Maybe we need to see a doctor. But it's all about opening up the lines of communication so that at the end of the day, we can both get the best out of this experience. Now, um, back to your role as a, a woman of the cloth. Mamsong, when we're talking influence and power and we're talking the things we do in our closets, when you are preaching, because you say you preach, right? You preach these things to the people Mm -hmm. and we love you for that. (laughs) What do you preach when it comes to sex toys and uh, to to sexual enhancers and to um, pornography and erotica? What is it that you preach there? Because I know there are some couples who are struggling, who are really, really mm. struggling. One is so into uh, perhaps reading erotica or watching porn, and the other one is like, ka, 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 at church, Mam Song said we don't watch this. And that would then put the partner off because maybe mm. it's something the partner has been used to. Yeah. So there, it's a bit of a tricky one because part of having a sexual experience is also not being forced to do anything that you're not comfortable with. As much as we aim to ensure that we are both pleased and we are both excited and so on, there are people, honestly, mom or not, <laughs> that are just not comfortable with, with pornography, not comfortable with uh, sex work, and it will never get to a point, no matter how much communication 
um, takes place and so on. They are, it's just not their thing. It just does not do it for them. There are other ways of making them um, get excited and so on. So the, the conversations need to start there. Remember I said when two people close the door behind them, Every other thing, religion and everything else is outside the door, and it's just the two of them. So it's up to these two guys now to have negotiations around what are you comfortable with? How far would you go? Because there are people, there are super women and supermen out there and kept women out there. They will go all out. Mm. And then, you know, toys, pornography, you know, the, the whole world. I mean, I mean, out there doing things in public and so on. As long as, please don't get arrested, guys. But the second one is <laughs> as long as they are both comfortable and as long as they are both adventurous to that point, then go ahead, do it. But my thing is that the key, if you take anything away from this conversation, the key is once you and your partner close the door behind you, there should be no woman of the cloth, nobody else that can go in there and um, discuss or encourage you to do certain things a certain way. Because I, I'm, I'm not in love with your partner, so I don't know what they want. And quite frankly, I might never ever understand what they want because I'm not in a relationship with them. But as long as the other partner is comfortable with what you are about to do or what you are introducing, be it a toy, um, a, a book, a video, whatever it is, as long as the other partner is okay with it, then it's all systems go. All systems go. Is the objective to always get to the big O orgasm when we are behind closed doors? Is the objective always to make sure that both partners are reaching that high? Uh, I think another problem that we might have there is that, look, I mean, I'm, I told you I'm 40 going on 41. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I'm not getting any younger. So if the objective is just to reach the big O, I might struggle with that later on in life. So the issue is to have fun. The issue is to enjoy each other. The issue here is about bonding with each other as well. Because we all know, once we get intimate with each other, we wake up the next morning and there's, that, there's just that extra spunk that we have. There's just an extra energy because of all the chemicals that we've been releasing all night long. So there's just this extra um, you know, energy and power that we have. And this is what we are going for. We're going for intimacy. For intimacy. We're going for bonding. We're going for just plain having fun. To the point that I always say people must, mustn't be too serious. There's a song that says, I was all serious. You mustn't be too serious, man, about this thing. It can happen anywhere, in the dining room, in the bathroom, wherever it is. Don't be too serious. Don't be like, yeah, you see how... Uh, we can't really start without you um, wearing your lingerie and so on. Let's not be strict about it. It should just be fun, you know. Even if you, you know, you do something wrong or something goes wrong um, somewhere in between, you should be that close that you are able to laugh about certain things as well. So, oh my gosh! And then this happened the gate, and then you start laughing, and then you say, "Look, more is not a duck. We'll try it again tomorrow." You know things like that, because once we start being too serious and too absorbed with we must reach these 10 steps and then they do, they, we will call that a good sexual experience. Then you, you're going to be in trouble. And the males especially start stressing even more. And then they start, you know, and once a man is under stress or, you know, there's something that is not quite 100% with them, then they start dropping the ball.
for mm. lack of a better word. Mm, mm. And, and I think it goes both ways, right? The men might Absolutely. start dropping the ball. The woman might uh, stop uh, uh, getting aroused and getting wet. So yeah, it, yeah. it works both ways. So power Absolutely. can be gained from the bedroom if things are done mm. right. And uh, mm. this will give us power and influence for the outside world. As we wrap up, Mam um, uh, give us uh, your your top tips of making sure that we are up there on top with our partners and things are just always heated. Absolutely. So the first one, I'm going to reiterate the point of just having fun. Guys, please don't be too serious. The world out there is serious. The economy is not doing well. There are issues of illnesses and so on. There's just so much that's serious out there. When we are together, just lighten things up a bit. Just have fun. Do it for the fun of it, right? That's one. Number two, make sure that you use this experience as a bonding experience more than anything else. Number three, ensure that we communicate inside and outside the bedroom so that we can get the best experience out of the both of us being together. Number four, please don't be scared to experiment. But having said that, also experiment with things that we are both comfortable with. Don't force anybody to do something that they are not comfortable with. And lastly, lastly but not the least, remember that the whole human body is a sexual organ. organ. From the ears to the toes to the knees to everything, everything about you is a sexual organ. So make sure that you use it. Don't just use two parts of the body. Use every part of the body to ensure that you get the best experience out of your partner. Most definitely. Thank you so very much for joining us, Mum Mslongo. How do we get a hold of that saucy book of yours? Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. So we can get a hold of it, guys, through my socials. I'm on Instagram. Just search for Unoma Lemshongo. I'm also on Facebook. Like my page and then you can DM me. We will definitely courier the book to you and then you can enjoy it. And also we do take questions, uh, Patricia. DM if you've got something that you don't understand clearly and you maybe too, you, you were too shy to ask tonight. Please feel free to DM, ask your questions. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Well, have a blessed Easter weekend. What are the plans? Ah, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> we on Tuesday tomorrow. We've got Easter um, uh, services there by Umlazi. Let's hope that everything is sorted out and this rain won't come back. So we have services tomorrow and Saturday we need a break because we have to spend time with our families. And then Sundays it's back again. Well, good luck with everything. Please stay safe. Uh, predictions are there will be rains uh, over this oh, uh, no, weekend. No. So stay mm. safe. And I don't know how you'll enter into Mlazi because, yeah, the main road going in there from the highways is, is damaged you, badly. Yeah. So be safe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. No wonder. All right, then. That was Nomonde Mshongo, uh, author of the book Relationships and All That Jazz. It's uh, time for us to head on home. It's going to be a long weekend. But yeah, this is our schedule. <laughs> There's nothing different. We'll be back on Monday um, at 10 p.m. to give you another edition of the Late Night Conversations. Um, hoping that you'll be safe and uh, wishing you all the best over this uh, long weekend. Please, please look after yourselves, look after your loved ones, and remember that the A-Team is here for you and we are a family. So may goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.